This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Santa Claus is a real trickster. I believe the Santa Claus, uh, well, I guess there's only one. Santa Claus, before he comes to this house, he goes and finds some, some deals on Amazon Prime. And whatever is heavily discounted, he gets a stocking stuffers. Santa, he's always in search of a good deal. So this, uh, this past Christmas, he got a bunch of little cards. And the, Santa probably thought, hey, this looks like a fun game to play for kids. But then uh, my kids opened them up and I'm like, wow, these, these cards are really out there. And I believe the person must have been high on mushrooms or psychedelics who wrote these cards. And um, so I threw them all in the garbage because I just haven't... Pick them up all the time and no one ever used them. And I found one that was still lying around and this is it. And this is, this is how bizarre these cards are. They're called anywhere cards. This one says, so you pull this one out of the pack, start running for two blocks. Can you smell something while running? <laughs> so someone gets, pulls this card and just sprints. And they're sniffing while sprinting. These cards. She go! So a kid pulls this... Well, how big is... Like, is this a... Like a downtown Toronto. Is this a New York City block? And they just go for two blocks. Sniffing while running. Oh, if you were sniffing while running here today, you'd be smelling smoke. We have been covered in um, forest fire smoke in our region for the last couple of days and not complaining because we aren't having to deal with the forest fires that are blanketing Eastern Canada. They've now hit Ontario for everyone affected. We're thinking of you and I uh, hope you're staying safe. And for all those fighting the fires, holy shit, that's a, that's a tough job. I've mentioned this before. I once let lit a, a dried out Christmas tree in the fire behind our house. And it was, there was five seconds of pure terror. 
because the fire creates its own little cyclone. And that's one tree where I'm like, I don't... I, this might jump onto the house. Kids in the house screaming, watching from a window. I'm like, I I don't have a pail of water, nothing. So I, I've never done that again. I don't ever do that. So imagine thousands of trees like that and what it's doing. It creates its own little weather system. So yeah, that smoke has moved in here. And today's the first day we've been able to smell the smoke. We had the haze before. So it's it was blocking out the sun. And it feels very zombie-like. The Walking Dead never watched any of that. I think that's a zombie show. Twilight, that's a zombie show. That's a vampire show. Vampires. Uh, vampires aren't zombies, sorry. Um... Hmm. I don't know any other zombie shows. Scooby-Doo. They got a lot of zombies in that one. You're okay, Rocky. Hi, I'm Dan O'Toole. This is Boomsies. Eh, Babsies. (laughs) You just feel good saying it. Yell it to friends. Episode 72. The Sergei Bobrovsky episode, two Vesnas, currently playing in the Stanley Cup final. And being outplayed by the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to uh, dive into the, the Cup final from a man who's been to a couple of the, the first two games of the Cup final. Our friend Sully, we'll be checking in with him. But um, watching Bobrovsky, last, I know they, they got pummeled in game two. But looking at the run that he has been on, and he's making $10 million a year. He didn't even start the playoffs for Florida. They put him in, then they came back, beat the Bruins, and, well, the rest is history. And it led me to a Leafs rumor, a Toronto Maple Leafs rumor I saw. And I think, the more I think about it, the more I think the Leafs should and need to do it. Trade one of their stars and get Connor Hellebuck. Hellebuck's only 30. He isn't an elite goalie. When was the last time the Leafs had an elite goalie? And don't say Samsonov played great. Where was Samsonov last game of the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Where was Matt Murray last game of the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs? They had their AHL goalie in net. And I know you can't help injuries. But when was the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs had an elite goalie? Ed Belfour? Curtis Joseph? Felix Potvan? That's a long way back. The Toronto Maple Leafs need an elite goalie and they can get one if they trade one of their stars. Hellebuck's not going to re-sign in Winnipeg. He's an unrestricted free agent after this next season. And that is the culture change the Leafs need. Imagine the fan base when you have an elite goalie playing for your club. And it it addresses something the Leafs need to do. They need to shake that room up. Also addresses something the Jets need to do. Get something of high quality 
in return for Hellebuck before he becomes an unrestricted free agent. It addresses the need of two Canadian teams. Makes both fan bases happy. Well, Jets fans aren't going to be happy about losing Hellebuck, but they'll get a a Leafs superstar. Those are my thoughts, Jets fans. Do with that what you will. The huge news in sports just before we started taping Boomsies today, and this is on rights the one. On right text me, he's like, this uh, live news, live PGA tour news is crazy. I'm like, what's that now? So I dial up Twitter and I'm like, what the hell? The live tour, the Saudi back golf tour and the PGA tour are joining together. The two tours that hated one another are joining forces. The live players who were outcasts are now going to be rejoined with the PGA Tour, although they've got to reapply for their PGA card. I don't know what that is. Do you have to put in a resume? But if they were already on it, I think you're already back in, and if they're joining forces. And how much money is the PGA Tour getting? Remember that Saudi money was, they said, that's dirty money. You can't take it. How many billions is the PGA Tour getting from this? Who didn't even tell their players. PGA Tour players were told, you can't accept that money. They came out, defended the PGA Tour, said, no. We're all about uh, the history of the game, the history of the tour. And then their own tour goes behind their backs, makes a deal with the Live Golf Tour. And the... And they're finding out the news the same way we did. So you guys got you guys got like Rory, John Rahm. Name any PGA Tour player that didn't make the jump to the Live Tour. They turned down hundreds of millions of dollars. Money that's not paid in installments. It's put directly into your bank account. Direct deposit. They were told, no, that's dirty money. Stay here on the PGA Tour. So now they are looking at that saying, we turned down that money and you did this to us? All the faith they had in their own tour, the PGA Tour, is gone. Their commissioner fucked them. Jay Monahan. And the Canadian Tours this week... So all this is going to be happening during the the Canadian Open. I said the Canadian Tour. Uh, The Canadian Open. So I believe two years ago when the Live Tour started, I think it was announced during the Canadian Open. The Canadian Open is a signpost event to make major announcements about golf. They were double-crossed. I am livid. Live. I'm livid. If I'm a current member. But the gifts going around. GIFs. GIFs. 
going around uh, the internet are hilarious about uh, the live guys coming back to the tour. <laughs> like they made it like bandits made a ton of money, got to play part-time, still play the, uh, the majors. And now they're back on tour. So they got rich and now they get to get richer while the guys who were company loyalists got fucked. <sighs> Joel, Joel Damon, who is a part of the uh, the Netflix series, Full Swing. I did not know about the man until the, the Full Swing series, and I became a huge fan like hundreds of thousands of other people. He sent out a tweet upon hearing of the news, and it is glorious. His tweet. I've grown up being... <laughs> I've grown up being a fan of the four aces. Maybe one day I get to play for them on the PGA Tour. <laughs> PGA Tour players, they can send out whatever the hell they want. What's the commissioner going to do? You tell them where to go. And supposedly the PGA Tour commissioner's addressing the players at the uh, the Canadian Open today. Oh, I hope they have some. I hope someone sneaks in a cell phone and releases video, because he might get he might get beat up. First question is: I turned down two hundred million dollars to join this tour. You told me that it's dirty money. You have now accepted this so-called dirty money. Where's my check for two hundred million dollars? Z Money had a great point. I said, well, what do these players do now? What do the PGA Tour loyalists do? He said, maybe they can start their own tour. <laughs> can just keep starting tours. Start a third one. Eventually, uh, eventually it'll get bought out. Start that one with maple syrup money. A renegade Canadian tour. And then you get bought out or you join forces. The PGA tour definitely did not divvy out any money for the live tour to join forces with them. They accepted billions without a doubt. They accepted billions of dollars and they did it behind their players backs. Oh man, I would But in the grand scheme of things, you're still making a ton of money playing golf. But if you're looking at as a business person, you're pissed off. If you're looking at it in the grand scheme of life, it doesn't matter. You were living a life that 0.000001% get to live. You're playing a game. You are playing a game, making money at it, a game in which people retire to play. So if there is a lot of complaining, I hope the people doing the complaining come to that realization that it's a game.
but still, oh, there's that. He's a lot of, a lot of pissed off golfers. <laughs> now, speaking of golf, went golfing with uh, my my Ruby. She's starting to enjoy the game, so went and screwed around on the golf course Sunday night. And if you've ever taken a twelve year old twelve year old out golfing. It opens your eyes to their fascination of things that you just take for granted, like the tees, the color of the golf balls. Like she had a pink ball, and I was playing with a white golf ball. She's like, "Ah, your your golf balls are no fun. They're boring." And she found a yellow ball on the course. So she's like, "Look at these. I got a pink. I got a yellow. You got boring white." I'm like, "Yeah, you do kind of raise a point." Uh, that's a good point. These are boring white balls. Ah, uh, the different tees. She would find plastic tees. She's like, you, your tees are just boring wooden tees. Look at these ones. I'm like, yeah, I got white golf balls sitting on wooden tees. It is freaking boring. Hops in the golf cart. She's like, let's go. I hop in the golf cart. And I'm like, okay, let's just. Things you take for granted, your eyes are open to. And I, then it brought me back to my parents came and visited me when I lived up in Fort McMurray, Alberta. And we have a, a beautiful golf course there, the Fort McMurray Golf Club. It's right on the Athabasca. Gorgeous. Every hole is tree lined. You can't see another hole. At the same time, you're playing one hole, if that makes sense. They're all separated. Like a, a lot of courses, including mine I play, you can see five holes at one point. It is so deep into the woods and so tree-lined. They have bear traps on this golf course. So my parents came out to visit me while I was doing uh, radio up in Fort McMurray calling the Fort McMurray Oil Barons Games. And I said to my dad, I said, you got to come check out this golf course. So we go up there, and I, I knew everyone that worked there pretty well. I said, hey, can we? Uh, can I take a golf cart out and show my dad? They like, go nuts. Hop into the golf cart. We're driving around, and my dad, who would have been, oh, probably 70 at the time, says to me, this is my first time in a golf cart. And that's always stuck with me when someone gets into a golf cart like my 12-year-old Ruby. I'm like, yeah, this is weird. It's not a real common occurrence. You don't see a lot of golf carts around unless you play golf. This is my first time in a golf cart. Always stayed with me. So I made sure to scare the hell out of him in that golf cart. So he would never come back there again. Uh, before we get to sell, I wanted to get to some emails because they're time sensitive. Relating to issues in which uh, were brought up on previous podcasts. Hey, Dan, producer Tim and Zed Money. Not intended for. Sh- oh, no, that's not the one. That one literally said not intended for sharing. Sorry. That was a very nice email. Uh, This is the one. As summer approaches, just wondering your top five popsicles. 
We've been doing a lot of top five lists or Mount Rushmore lists. Tina lists her top five popsicles. Number five, Jolly Rancher popsicles. Number four, Lifesaver. Number three, Lime Green. Number two, Fudgicles. Number one, Cyclone. And I, I am not doing this list. Because as soon as I saw this, all I could taste was the wooden stick inside the popsicle. I don't know what's happened to me, but I've had this since I was a child. Maybe it's because going to the doctor and they check your tonsils with the wooden stick. But the moment I open a popsicle, all I can smell is the wooden stick. And it sends shivers up my spine. I've never gotten a sliver on my tongue from the wooden stick. But the smell of it ruins my enjoyment of the popsicle. So I can't eat popsicles. Z-Money, producer Tim. Is this something unique to me or do you know what the hell I'm talking about? No, it's unique to you. That's weird, man. I can, I can relate a bit. I, I know that uh, those strange things with food that uh, just happen in your brain. But yeah, I can definitely taste the popsicle, the wooden popsicle stick just thinking about it as well. Thank you. And it's like an overpowering, it's like sensory overload, that wooden smell. I would say, can they go to plastic sticks? But that would be going back in time because... We're getting away from plastic, although let's cut down some trees. They used to have plastic sticks. Remember, they used to have, I don't know, it had like a geometric pattern in it. You used to use them for crafting and stuff when you were a little kid. Yeah. Well, it raises a good point because I went to um, New York Fries. My kids, they're at the age where they love malls. At one point in my life, I thought malls were dead because of online shopping. They will never die as long as there are children above the age of 12 and below the age of 20. So teenagers? (laughs) (laughs) Well played, Timothy. So they like going to New York Fries, getting the poutine. They make a good poutine. So they also, uh, Ruby also ordered a drink and I'm like, well, that's weird. They put your drink in a fry container, but New York fries was the first in which I've seen what looks like a fry container, but is a cup and they fold the top over and you put your straw in through it. So there's no plastic top. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of a fancy juice box, but for soda pop for fountain soda. So I posted an Instagram story of this and someone raised a very good point. They said, okay, so let's not make plastic, but let's cut down all the trees. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Because the cup says 100% recyclable, but you cut down a tree to make that. Mm, Made me think. Anyway, uh, on to the next. Hey, Daniel. I just drove by the historic Orono Fairgrounds on my way home from work where I saw hundreds of Chevy trucks parked inside the fairgrounds. 
Is every resident of Warno receiving a free truck? <laughs> Matt from Coburg. Matt, I'm glad you noticed this. Our fairgrounds are located next to the 115 highway, which leads from the 401 to Peterborough, Ontario. It has currently five, 500 trucks parked there. Brand new Chevy trucks. They're black. They're gray. A few white and like two red ones. They are parked there. I've heard two different uh, reasons. They need a computer chip. And there's uh, a train car shortage. As for all of us getting a free one. Ruby O'Toole thought we did. So we ride our bikes around there. Because that's a big track and it's a. it's a good place to ride bikes. So we're riding through there. She said, let's, let's steal one of these. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, let's just, let's just take one. I'm like, they don't have keys in them. She's like, no, let's like the movies. I'm like, hotwire it? She said, yeah. I'm like, Ruby, that's Grand Theft Auto. So I eventually changed her mind to not steal a truck. But she thought, I'm like, well, what's the difference of this one sitting here than in a car dealership? She said, because it's here. I'm like, okay, good point. You have a good point, but don't steal it. I just hope that uh, the Orno Fair is getting a ton of money put in the coffers because... Those trucks taking up valuable real estate. I was going to play a big uh, football game there, but there's a truck in the way. And um, the the final email we had to get to was an update from a previous episode in which uh, a Seabass, a regular contributor, had a dilemma. He bought a coffee machine from Canadian Tire, a store he said he despises, which I found baffling. He went to return it, found out you can't return things and get a full refund. They give you a gift card. So he had $650 to spend at Canadian Tire. And he emailed us back. Hey, bud, I walked into the local Canadian Tire, smiling and all. Because I said, go in there smiling. You've got this money. It's not a burden. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's a joy. It's a gift. The world was my oyster. I walked the aisles with a pep to my step and determination to spend this newfound Canadian tire forced wealth. The smell smelt a uh, smellier. I will stop you there, Seabass. Canadian tire has a very distinct aroma, which they should put into a candle. It's oil. It's uh, rubber from tires. There's other plastics in there. I wish my popsicle had that smell instead of a wooden popsicle stick because, oh man, that wooden smell. That's all I can smell now. 
Okay, so um, the lights, uh, the lights are tinge brighter. I came across the vacuums. Did I need one? I do have a Siberian Husky that is shedding her winter coat, but wait, I already have one. A very good one. Maybe they had one that was more suckier. Sadly, the search for vacuum supremacy ended there. Another... Another better was more than... Uh, oh, it was more than 600 bucks. I was determined to spend the 660 and not more. I'm not a madman. I went to look at tents, tools, car care, and the list goes on. That's where it dawned on me. I know what I'd do. I looked at the tires, as Tim oddly suggested. Sadly, I don't need one. Yes, just one. My car is German, requires expensive run-flat tires. I perused the frying pans, as you suggested, looking for the ones on the biggest discount. It quickly dawned on me that I would have to buy an obscene amount of frying pans. I left the store thinking I'd go to Sport Check tomorrow to buy a new driver. Or I could probably flip the frying pans on Amazon for a profit. Wait a minute. I have to go. Keep on keeping on. Fry bass. I mean, sea bass. So just to summarize, he went to Canadian Tire and didn't buy anything <laughs> and sent us a three, four paragraph email describing that. If anything summed up this podcast, that just did. Uh, congratulations to uh, the Quebec Rampart who won the Memorial Cup. Bet Rivers, proud sponsor of the CHL this season. You saw the Bet Rivers ads during the Memorial Cup. You saw the Bet Rivers uh, signage along the boards. My hometown, Peterborough Peets, made it into the semifinal. They lost to Seattle. Um, it was a good run, though. The fact they made it to the semifinal. Great for the organization. Um, so proud of those guys. I saw they had a nice uh, welcome home parade in uh, in Peterborough for the team. But in the end, uh, Patrick Waugh's team wins. And I see rumors now that Patrick Waugh is back in the mix to become an NHL head coach. Man, he looked uh, grizzled with that playoff beard during the... Uh, Turned the Memorial Cup and did not look happy. He looked a lot like when I went to take a picture with him at the NHL All-Star game, and he did not want to be in that picture. Ah, Patrick, don't meet your heroes. Don't meet your idols. They'll only let you down. Okay. I, I promised you a visit from our friend Sully who has been to the first two games of the Stanley Cup Final. He is our in-house reporter. And he joins us now. Oh, to be a Vegas Knights fan. Every day is sunny. Every year is great. And now you're two wins away from a Stanley Cup. Sully, first two games. You guys are like... You're floating on a, a cloud that you didn't know existed. Well, I know existed. I'm, you know, new to the Vegas Knights fan base for the past five years, but I know what celebration feels like, Dan. I'm from Boston. We know what winning feels like. 
We're not from Toronto. Anything is possible. Shout out Kevin G. Hello, Kevin Garnett. Um, what a scene. What an atmosphere. I love when new eyes are open to the Vegas hockey experience. So, Dan. Yep. Question. Yeah. What are you thinking of the um, pregame that they show? So, I don't, I've been to both games. Me and the fabulous Schmoopy have gone to games one and two. Yep. So, and the- shit, can I point out all Schmoopy's doing because she said, we are going to every game that's here of the cup final. Yeah, Schmoopy and I had an amazing conversation and, and what we realized is we forgot on how we really enjoy our life and that's just go. If something's in front of you, go. Figure it out. And we missed some games in Boston because we thought there were going to be rounds two, rounds three, rounds four, flights, tickets, hotel rooms. So we were trying to save money on round one. Big mistake. So now what we learned is if we're here, and by the way, side note, if Vegas wins game three, we've already booked flights to go to game four. We're going for the sweep if they win game three. We're going. We're going. Okay. So now back to the question. Being in the arena, you've been in the building, you see what their pregame is all about. How does it come across as an original six fan for you watching it on TV, what do you think of the whole pregame Vegas nights? I love it because sports is entertainment yeah. and Vegas is all about entertainment and putting on a show. And they do that. Uh, the Ottawa senators, if you remember, they once tried to do something similar where they brought out this Roman centurion guy no. to center ice. And it was a debacle. It was like a, a Canadian rendition of the Vegas opening game experience. It it was laughably bad, but Vegas knows how to put on a show and they do it well. So I love it. Was it like a high school production of the Vegas Golden Knights? Worse. <laughs> producer Tim was actually producing the Ottawa show and Z money. No, if producer Tim did it, it would, well, he probably would have like star Wars or star Trek theme. So it wouldn't even have anything to do with the Ottawa Senators. It wouldn't have made sense, but it would have been more entertaining. Probably. Yeah, Here's my problem. Way, go ahead. Here's my problem with uh, game two of the Stanley Cup final. Okay. The NHL's biggest star currently playing is Matthew Kachuk. And they did everything in their power to ensure he didn't play in the game. He didn't even. Hey, I know he laid a hit and I know he slashed a stick, but come on. Which, the last one with the last 10 minute? Yeah. Well, Chris Rooney was just tired of all the bullshit. Like we all? Yeah, well, okay, so game one. Watching game one and seeing like all, look, it's Florida. That's their thing. They're chippy. They get under your skin. They have a lot of talent. People are forgetting they are talented. Look, they swept basically since Boston. They won one game after they lost one game after they beat Boston. So there's a lot of talent there. And then there's all that chippiness in game one. And all of a sudden, at the end, it was like, bang, bang, bang. Three, ten minutes. Two for Florida, one for Vegas. Last night's game, when me and Shoopy were watching, they called a couple of quick penalties. And my thought was, Chris Rooney, referee, fuck this shit. I'm tired of it. I'm not dealing with it tonight. So, at the end, the whole, like, that play happened right in front of us when Kachuk, little baby Walt, we like to call him, when he just, like, 
whacked Amadio's stick out of his hand. That whole scene happened. Like, Kachuk came in late like he always does, stirs the pot. They shoved the net out of the way just to give more room. And then he was just leaning on the net, and Rooney was dead eye on him. And then when he whacked the stick, you can hear Rooney say, get the fuck out. You're out. (laughs) They were just tired of the shit. Plus, the game was way out of hand. They had to try to keep – I mean, at the end, it was a joke. They were giving 10 minutes out like they were Pez's. Just candy for 10 minutes, which, whatever. The game was way out of hand. No one needed to get hurt. Now, back it up a little bit. That was one of the greatest hits I've ever seen. Open ice, coming across. When you see the replay, you can see Matthew just line him up. I love the way Matthew plays. And then Eichel comes back his first shift and assists on a goal. Uh, Hey, you you sent me a picture. You you were hanging with Keith Kachuk. Oh, Big Walt. Love Big Walt. We had a nice conversation, Big Walt and I. He seems like a very... um, very down-to-earth human. He's the best. Like, I got to meet his wife. I've never met the wife before. And then it was funny because, like, Florida fans were coming up to him and saying hi. And a reporter from Canada came out of the, his way to come say hello um, to Big Walt when he and I were talking. But it was awesome because it was just us talking in the concourse pregame. No rush. Just hanging. Catching up a little bit. He knows one of our good friends. And that's what kind of what we were talking about was Monty. Uh, hey, I earlier in this podcast, I discussed how the Toronto Maple Leafs should make a major play to get Connor Hallibuck, goalie for the Winnipeg Jets, trade away one of their stars because they will have a marquee goalie for the first time since Ed Belfour. Jack but if Campbell. you look at the Vegas, pardon me? Uh, you said a marquee since Jack Campbell. He was superstar. Come on. Superstar. I know Jack you're, Campbell. I know you like soupy, but we're talking superstar. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but on the other side of the coin, Leafs fans can look at what the Vegas Knights have done with Aiden Hill. I'm looking at his hockey DB. And this guy, like, first off, hails from um, Comox, BC, good Canadian kid. So hey. he started with the Coyotes, uh, yeah. didn't play much there, then went to San Jose, played 25 games there then lands yeah. on the Knights, plays last year, and then all of a sudden becomes a superstar this Stanley Cup season. Well, Bruce like, Wilder. But th- this, is, this is a guy, no one could have predicted this. Like, he is making saves that are phenomenal. Although, the, the, the last paddle save in which he dives back, people are like, why the hell was he all the way over there? I'm like, hey, semantics. Uh, semantics, come on. Who? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Who- Who's saying, why was he way over there? Who cares? Do you see the save? That's what I say, Sully, but we have knobs in the world. Oh, he was out of position. Shut the fuck up. That diving state. <laughs> when I saw that, that was on the opposite end of where we sit. It literally, from my end, I'm like, oh, my God. But when I looked at it again, it looked like Cousins was so lazy with that. It was almost like uh, like he didn't whack it. He just like kind of, eh. eh. Yeah. But but the night showed what's possible with an unknown. True. Go but on. That also, I mean, look at the way Vegas plays defense. They're blocking shots like crazy. I think Alec Martinez led the league with I think uh producer Tim, check this. My stats might be a little off. I think he had a million and two blocked shots this <laughs> one season alone. Alec Martinez. Yeah, he 
he blocks a lot of shots. And the Knights look like they are horrible to play against. Oh, they're just, they constantly roll four lines. Yeah. They start the fourth line. Do you know that? I, I didn't see the start of the game. I was at yoga. Were you looking at feet? <laughs> <laughs> the starting no, I was front row. I was front row. For games one and two, Wah, Colasar, and Carrier. Boom. Go get them, boys. Yeah. Uh, something the Edmonton Oilers did not roll was uh, four lines, and they relied on two players, and looks what, look what happened to them. It always seems like the teams that win the Stanley Cup roll four lines. Yeah, like it's a team game. The first couple of series, maybe three lines. All right, let's go back to Toronto because you bring up an interesting point. I yep. love Hellebuck, Vesna Trophy winner, but who does Toronto get rid of? Well, the rumor is, well, the what the speculation is on the the trade rumor post is get rid of Marner because uh, he's got a long deal, and if you traded Austin Matthews, the he's not going to sign with the Jets, so you get Marner for Hellebuck and whatever else is thrown in there. Both teams get uh, what they need to do, and that is change the makeup of their team, and you do it all in one trade, a la the Matthew Kachuk for Jonathan Huberto, Calgary, Florida trade. Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, that changed the whole dynamic. I mean, how how would you feel if you were Huberto right now? Oh, you feel horrible. Yeah. And you, there's so much pressure on you now for next season. Well, they got a whole... I mean, we can go on a whole topic about Calgary because now they got a new GM and coach. Yeah. It's wild, man. Anyway. I mean, uh, by the way, uh, we are talking about the Stanley Cup playoff, correct? Yeah. And we are talking about that Vegas hosts games one and two, five yeah. and seven in my hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck aren't you here? Okay, we'll be there for, uh, well, if it's not a sweep, Hopefully game five. Bro, if you came, if you come for game five, it's going to be wild because I have some other friends that I can't announce who are coming for game five, and it's going to be fucking bananas. So, yes, you have to come. You can stay with me and Swoopy. we got the prime minister suite waiting for you. <laughs> hey, I saw a great uh, tweet about the Knights, in which I think will hit home for you. Okay. Someone said, everyone in Vegas is a transplant. It's tough to find a sense of community. You know what provided me that sense of community? The Vegas Golden Knights. Hockey. And I'm like, that's so heartwarming. That's it's great because there's people up here and in the world of hockey saying, ah, Bedman, he wants Vegas to win. He lets them go over the salary cap. It's, he's, it's his little uh, toy, and they don't maybe get the recognition for what they have done because they're the, the flashy Bedman toy. But when you see a tweet like that, you're like, hey, they, they brought people together. Yeah, they win a lot, and they've done it in a short amount of time, but don't fault them for winning. Dan, stay off the fucking internet. <laughs> <laughs> because um, it, it, the running joke, and they actually made T-shirts when Tampa Bay won, and Kucherov, out all season, comes back oh, yeah. in the playoffs, $18 million above the cap. That's what the T-shirt said. <laughs> Whatever. Then if you don't like it, fix the fucking, fix the cap. Fix, fix the rules. Fix it. Yeah. And it, look, it, I get it. You know, being from Boston or being an original six fan – like, teams win because they're talented and they grind it out and everybody locks up and let's go and things happen, right? You get to see 
The Bruins were less than a minute away from advancing past the first round. Well, Florida gets the uh, empty net goal. Sorry, pulls the goalie, gets the six-man goal, wins in overtime. Then they go on an insane run. Nobody, anybody saw that coming. Nobody. And then you look back at to Vegas, and Vegas had a great year, number one seed, without Mock Stone. Mock Stone finally gets healthy, has two back surgeries in nine months, and then has an unreal postseason right now and is killing it, which I love to see. So these people that are complaining, don't fucking complain because your team sucks. Figure it out. Those right. same people complaining said Bettman had the fix in because he didn't want the Leafs to move on and he wanted Florida to. I'm like, okay, this shows that you are completely clueless. Yeah, well, they live in their mother's basement. They got nothing else to do besides just be angry at Twitter. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you say Mark without a Boston accent? Mark? Yeah. <laughs> Mark Stone? Yes. Oh, you sound like such a dweeb. Uh, Sully, thank you for uh, joining us here. Uh, you're the best. And you can help me uh, close out the podcast. I always tell people, hey, hug someone. You don't know who needs it. And a simple motto in life, just be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. It's amazing, Dan. Just be a nice person. And the, when you When I become nice and I, well, when I become nice, when I... Live the life that I try to live and, and push out love and positivity. It's amazing what the universe sends back. You included, buddy. We didn't know each other. Three years ago, for sure, you and I had no relationship. And now I consider you one of my closest friends. And I'm very grateful for you. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Boomsies! Boomsies. See you next week. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.